This episode is brought to you by FastCase and its comprehensive suite of legal intelligence tools. FastCase offers the full suite from legal research to analytics, document tracking to secondary treatises, AI tools, legal news, and more. FastCase is the smarter way to run your law library. And now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Nina Jack, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the American Association of Law Libraries annual meeting and conference in Washington, D.C. Joining me now, I have Danielle Polin, Tori Carter-Kanin, and Reed Trouts from AILA. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. It's a Thanks pleasure. for having us. And before we get started talking about the role of bar associations and technologies, um, specifically the American Immigration Lawyers Association, I was wondering if we could get into a little bit about each of your roles um, at the bar association and maybe how you're incorporating tech. Sure. So this is Danielle, and I'm the director of publications and online resources for AILA. And my team really straddles all of the content, or most of the content, within the organization. Uh, so we have a full legal publishing arm, and we also manage uh, the website for the association, and we have a, an online immigration law research database that my team also manages. And so uh, we've got a workflow that moves pretty seamlessly back and forth between our print publications, moving that content onto our both our website and our online um, subscription database. And then we work with our outside partners also uh, to pull in content from their resources onto our database. Thank you. Tori, yeah. could you tell us about yourself? Sure. So I'm Tori Carter-Kanine. I'm the chief operating officer of the organization. Uh, so that means that in any given day, I could be doing any number of things. <laughs> um, but specifically, uh, it's, it's to help the team uh, figure out which resources they need in order to carry out the mission of the organization. Uh, so I respond to whatever they need. Specifically to technology, I think the thing that I have to work on the most is figuring out how to help the staff and the board leadership think about technology as it relates to immigration and how we as an organization need to either modify what we do now to prepare for that future or to think about where we would want to be in that future with regards to immigration technology. Fantastic, yeah. thank you. And Reed, could you tell us a little bit about your role? I'm Reed Trouts, and I'm director of AILA's Practice and Professionalism Center, and we help members really with the business and ethics of practicing law, but all facets of professionalism. So that includes our mentoring program, it includes uh, helping members with pro bono, uh, consumer protection issues, as well as the ethics and practice management, which have big part of that is helping our members directly uh, with using technology to deliver legal services. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we're so lucky to have all of you with us here today. Um, I've been fortunate to um, work with a lot of bar associations, specifically with um, your team um, over the years and your, your membership over the years, and have um, really been witness to the amazing work that you've done both as a publisher as well as a member services organization, um, truly you know, keeping your members informed. You know, could you talk a little bit about your, your top priorities and how you've been able to do that using legal tech? Sure. I think uh, it, our approach to technology or really diving into it mm -hmm. uh, probably started probably three or four years ago uh, when we 
we stood up a futures task force to really start to think about these issues because we knew that it was coming, we could sense it, our members were talking about it, our board was starting to talk about it. And so we created a task force to really start to lean into those issues and, and, and imagine what that future would look like. And so we've used uh, those ta that work of that task force and, and followed up with surveys and things of that nature to really kind of get a deeper understanding of what that, that future is going to look like. And then we've also sort of leaned into partners, Fastcase being a perfect example, to learn more about what we could be doing internally on our own, but also working to make more progress with our partners externally. Absolutely. On the publication side, you, um, Danielle, and your team have built something in AlaLink that I, I think is really unique. And you know, my team at Fastcase is so lucky to um, have integrated with you guys. Could you talk a little bit about um, AlaLink and how it serves the membership? Sure. So AlaLink is our online immig immigration law research database. Uh, it contains primary law source material, statutes, regulations, other materials and really a wealth of secondary law content. Most, if not all, of ALIS publications eventually are placed on the database where they're fully searchable for those members who prefer to consume uh, publications digitally. And we've been very lucky to partner with Fastcase in providing uh, a completely new section of the database, um, which we stood up back in 2012, and so Fastcase came to us and asked us, what do your members need most uh, in the way of content? So we went to our members and asked them that very question and then partnered with you folks to um, provide five new additional administrative law databases uh, exclusive to subscribers of AlaLink. And it's content that's publicly available on federal government websites, but very disorganized and not searchable. And so it's been um, a real boon to have that content searchable and available to our AlaLink subscribers. And I know that we've been continuing to innovate with the database and work with you folks on thinking of new ways that the database can operate and new ways to turn some of our more static content into something that's far more intuitive and interactive with our members so that we can really remain relevant and provide them the type of content that they're really wanting to consume in the way that they want to consume it. Yeah, you guys have done such a fantastic job um, with AlaLink and really keeping in touch with your members, um, understanding exactly what they need. When our team um, visits with your members at the annual meeting, which by the way is amazing for immigration lawyers out there, it's a wonderful education opportunity for immigration lawyers, and it's such a good spot for um, legal tech providers to hear from your members, especially you know the, the truly forward-thinking members who are excited about leveraging technology what they need and what we can build for them. And you guys have done such a great job of collecting that information and helping us make good decisions um, and, and hopefully get them the kind of information that they need, as you say, in the format they need it, um, fully searchable, you know, no PDFs that you have to click through <laughs> on you know, <laughs> the administrative office website. And in that kind of quest, right, of working with our leadership, working with members, this spring we held the first Immigration Technology Summit. Yes. We brought together uh, different parts of the marketplace, not just lawyers in private practice, but those in nonprofits, in government, software developers, uh, to talk about and share together uh, what, you know, some of the things that were going on in the marketplace today, and then have that information and share and say, what does this mean for the future? What, what else can we be doing? And uh, 
you know, that's been led by our innovation task force, which sort of followed on from the futures one, but was appointed by now our immediate past president to continue this uh, discussion and dialogue, not just amongst members, but with strategic partners and others in the marketplace, because we, we all know we're going to be in that future together. Let's talk about it now and collaborate rather than just be a passive partner. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I think that setting the stage for um, a, a true partnership between attorneys and um, you know, organizations like ALA and like FastCase who exist to help attorneys do their job and bringing them together to talk about how we can all work together to develop things that they truly need to, um, to work. I mean, this is something that ALA does so well, both at your annual meeting and at that tech conference. And we're trying to further that, right? I mean, it's a question on Danielle's mind just about every day. Every day. It is indeed. And how can we take that a step further and really start to dig into some of this data and content that we have mm -hmm. and provide tools for our members to be more predictive with the outcomes of their cases? And I know, Reed, that that's something that your shop is really taking an active lead in. So. Well, even, even being here at this conference and looking at who's here and exhibiting, you know, things like artificial intelligence is really starting to make those inroads that we've been hearing about for a few years, mm -hmm. but it's it's really starting to take root. And it's it's more affordable, it's more accessible, things like chatbots. How do we help our members with that? And how do we, as you say, take things that we already have and build those into things that are even more usable now and over the next five and 10 years? I agree, I completely agree, and the thing that that sort of all brings together these ideas that we've been talking about internally a lot with our teams um, is this idea of Ayla Anywhere, right? Because the idea is that we have so much content that we push out to our members uh, daily, constantly, and we want to figure out how to use technology, artificial intelligence, and other systems to push that information out to them even more immediately in different platforms. So the idea is wherever an Ayla member is, Ayla, the, the organization, wants to meet them there. So whether that be on their phones, whether that be on their desktops, anywhere that they are, we want to be able to provide the support and, and the services that they need whenever they need them. One thing I love about the way that you guys are thinking about Ayla Anywhere and a lot of other initiatives that I know you're working on is um, when we talk about what we might be able to develop in the future, you guys aren't focused on checking the AI box. Instead, your first question is always, let's go and talk to our members and f figure out how we can um, help them be more efficient in their practices. And if that's AI, great. And if it's not, then we'll come up with another solution that um, that's truly going to meet their need. But you, you, as a team, your, um, your obsession is serving your members rather than you know branding yourselves as tech forward which sometimes doesn't mean what people think it means. It's so true. In fact, when we first started talking about how to do how to deliver content differently, I remember when I first came on board, Danielle, Reed and others couldn't stop telling me about the members need for an app. Or they wanted an app. They kept saying they wanted an app. The board wanted an app. But when we really dug into it, it started asking them specific questions. We realized that it wasn't necessarily an app, um, but it was the thing that everybody was buzzing about. Uh, it was really that they wanted content delivered to them personally, right? They wanted the content that they cared about to be accessible in different and new ways. And they just, they were using the language of an app to sort of express that. But we understand more now about what that really means and how we can actually deliver on it. 
Yeah, just to build on what Tori said, I think it's so critical because under the current administration in particular, but in general, immigration law is changing so rapidly. I mean, it's not even a daily basis anymore. It's minute by minute. And so our members, rather than having to sort through all of that information that we're providing them on our website and through our other channels, as Tori said, if we can get with them and they can tell us exactly the type of content that they need and we can deliver that to their fingertips, then that really saves them time and energy and their practices become more efficient because they're getting only the information that they need instantaneously or as quickly as we can provide it to them. And it isn't always just from our database and resources, it's real-time interaction with members, right? And we've been trying to build on that. We've started a real effort to use video conferencing rather than conference calls to engage members. We are doing more in terms of technical assistance, right, to people have a specific question that they need answered now. How can we find another member to help them with that answer? So it's more real-time, too, and, and we're still figuring it out. Yeah. But, you know, that's the direction our members are uh, having us go. Yeah, and um, you know, since you brought up the the rapid pace at which um, things are changing, especially under the current administration, you know, I imagine that there is a fine line that you're all walking between getting new information to members quickly and curating that information to make sure that when it comes from ALA, which is a trusted source, it's something that they can rely on and and build on in their own practices. That's exactly right. I mean, this morning we had an 8.30 call with a broad group of team members from the American Immigration Lawyers Association and the American Immigration Council to talk about this past weekend's uh, ICE raids that were planned. And then as soon as that meeting wrapped, at 8.57, there was a new reg on asylum that came out. And so, which is going to completely change the way that asylum cases are treated uh, or the number of asylum cases that can be accepted. And that was three minutes after we wrapped a call about something that happened that we had to spend a week planning for just a few hours, uh, just a few days before. Um, and so to your point, it's happening so quickly and we have to make sure that we're absorbing the information and curating it as you, as you described in the right way so that when we actually do push it out, it is excellent and accurate. And the way that we can do that faster can happen through technology. And so we just want to make sure that we figure out what systems and processes that we can sort of add on to our existing work in order to make us be able to facilitate that a little bit faster, but maintain our accuracy as an organization. That's fantastic. As far as keeping members aware, I know you have a number of kind of current awareness tools that, that you share with your members to um, keep them on top of substantive um, updates as well as um, read in your shop you know, the, the newest technology. What do you see as the future of keeping members up to date? Um, I know we're using email now, but are you using social media? Um, are there other platforms that you think that would be um, useful for that purpose? We do have a, a comms team and they actively use social media and mm -hmm. I know we're really uh, hoping to ramp up those efforts and you know we're exploring still to see what what's effective and where our members derive the most benefit vis-a-vis -vis our social media channels. Yeah. In addition to our social media channels, we do continue to put out a daily email um, that we call ALA 8 and it's branded as the top eight immigration related items that you need to know today. 
you know, and there was some talk uh, for a while that you know, email, email newsletter is not really where you want to be, and yet it, it's one of our, our top open items on a daily basis. And so it's very effective, and through those top eight items, we're able to link to the efforts of our other teams and our outside partners, and it really keeps our members informed of what they need to know, not only to wrap up their current day, but to get a, a jump start on the following day. Fantastic. Well, it looks like we've reached the um, end of the road for our episode. I want to um, thank all of you for joining us today. Danielle, Tori, Reed, um, this was an excellent conversation about what AILA is doing to keep the members informed technology and in um, substantive changes. Um, if our listeners have any questions or wish to follow up with you, um, do you mind providing some contact information, um, starting with you, Reed? Sure. Best way is through our uh, website or through email, excuse me, ppc at ala.org. Tori? Uh, executive at ala.org. Publications at ala.org. <laughs> awesome. Um, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. I am Nina Jack, and until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh -huh.